Hi there, this is Martin Popoff, scribbler of 85 Heavy Metal Books and host of History in 5 Songs with Martin Popoff podcast. When I need to get my kiss fix, I listen to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Listen to us both on the Pantheon Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Check them out. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud Cast. Episode 73, calling this one Deuce, as in she just dropped a deuce. Or as in, oh, she weighs about a deuce 50. What do you think? It's about neither of those things. Come on now. It's about neither of those. We, we run a we run we run a very sophisticated program here. We've been saying that shit at concerts for fucking years. Ah, oh, somebody just dropped a deuce. Yeah. Oh, pew. Ah, oh, that chick's about a deuce, deuce fifty. <laughs> oh. oh, that's mean. Meanwhile, that's... like our handsome asses are like, ah, oh, we're perfect. Absolutely, um, of course. Yeah, of course. So. Uh, what's going on over there? Quarantine still in effect? Uh, it's loosening up a little bit up here in New Hampshire, but I've, I've quarantined myself, uh, the last few days cause it's about 90 up here. So had to break the seal on the, uh, air conditioner. So nice and comfy, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty friggin' hot out there, but you know, it's New England and, uh, what it's almost June. So you don't like the weather? Wait 15 minutes. Oh, absolutely. That's true. Yep. I agree. But, uh, oh, no, hanging out must be happy. That whole space shit, uh, spaceship shit is going on, right? It got, right it's now? funny. It got postponed. They it just, did? It just now. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Literally breaking news, and I'm not kidding. So I was watching it right before we were about to tape. We're taping on Wednesday. It's about almost 5 o'clock, and uh, I was watching it. They were like 4.20. I shut it off to prepare for my get into professional mode with Tom in our episode. And, uh, oh, I'm hearing it now. Oh, it might probably go Saturday then, right? Yeah, something with the weather. So, yeah. So, poor Ace. Poor Ace, no spaceship. Well, what do you mean? What the fuck? I've driven in bad weather. What did I do last night? Who was I with? Did I hit anybody over the head with a chair? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to the moon? <laughs> and that's where, fucking I think that's bingo. where my gravy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I write songs like Rocket Ride. I was big into science fiction. Okay. 
Wait, are you, um, are, you are you Ace or are you our Stonehill College <laughs> law professor? Rest in peace that we've referenced before in this episode. Is that the fucking? Is that the one we were talking about when yeah. we thought we were funny and we were mocking his like accent? Yeah, and it's slurring. <laughs> What are you gonna get? What are you gonna get at the cafeteria today, Tom? Giuseppe's surprise, <laughs> and he turned back and gave us a look and said, "Don't make fun of the handicapped." And we and- had no idea. That's why he talked like that. I didn't know. I wouldn't. Ne- I wouldn't have done that. All I knew he had a cane. Yeah, I didn't but- know he like he got like all fucking banged up. Well, my head was bashed apart in some sort of an accident or something. And we were like, what the fuck? Oh, shit, we're such assholes. And you had an internship at his office. How the that. fuck was that going to go after he looked at us and said that? Dude, every episode we talk about Stonehill, people must be like, wow, these guys really are assholes. They, <laughs> it's just, they just horrible thing <laughs> after horrible thing. <laughs> yeah, but... To compound the fact that he gave us one of those turnaround looks and then we shrugged our shoulders and like, oh, fuck, he just hurt us. You had an internship in his office and he died in the middle of your internship. The poor bastard. He said Uncle Freddy died. Uncle Freddy died? Oh, my goodness. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing. At he how was like a DA of Plymouth he, County in the, in Massachusetts. He was the Plymouth County District Attorney. Yeah, with I think we told this story either on or off the. Forgive me if we already told it, but I don't care. It's still funny. So I, I I did the internship twice a week, and I showed up. I showed up. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, good morning, everybody. You know, they're like, didn't you hear what happened? I'm like, no. I'm I'm, I'm a senior in college. Like I don't. There's no news. I don't know. What, they're like. District Attorney O'Malley passed away last night. I'm like, oh, my God. And then all I can think about is, what about my internship? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You became a correctional officer, me, an attorney. We were both taking criminal justice. I was my minor. And we had uh, Professor O'Malley. And (laughs) he used to talk like this. And sometimes he would say, the prosecution is always looking for evidence of foul play. And we're like, what are you going to have for lunch? Deceptive surprise. <laughs> he, he talked like Bob Kraft with a lisp. Like, <laughs> with my red balloon. Bob See, Kraft and a thumb up his ass. Uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. See, see what I mean? What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, the guy died, and we're all like, what's going to happen to our grades? What the fuck? Oh, man. Oh, oh God. And people must be like, how the fuck do those guys go to that school? If you look up Stonehill now, there's no fucking way we would get into that college at this point. We barely finished the four years while we were there, so I don't think we'd be getting in now. Way we would get in there now. Holy fuck. That school is probably like, you know, a bad reputation on the internet. Some fucking hoodlums are talking about uh the uh, faculty there and uh this is what we should do. Student life. This is what we should do. The Stonehill alumni magazine that comes out every month or every quarter at the yeah. back page at the back page oh, it has alumni news. Yeah, this is, we, we, this is what we need to do. Class of 1995, George 
Oh, I won't say your full name, even though everybody knows it. Yeah. Tom and Tom and Tom and George have started a Kiss podcast <laughs> where they routinely make fun of their alma mater. <laughs> what, what high level of success that Stonehill degree has brought them? They now hold a Kiss podcast. You do, huh? Very proud of you. That's very nice. Not about the art of kissing, the band. Oh, we glad that that. <laughs> that diploma came in handy. Dude, that would be hilarious. People would be like, "Oh, I know those guys. That sounds about right." <laughs> oh my god, is that the kid that did blah 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 blah? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Tom, oh, what we really should do is do a separate, double secret bonus edition of Shout Out Loudcast and call it the Stonehill Tapes <laughs> and do a ten part series on. Uh, some of the escapades. We still haven't done the Cancun trip. We haven't done that yet. Nope. And the real whole story and backstory of Mr. Feces. <laughs> <laughs> the legend. The myth. The Stonehill Diaries, episode one. Yep. Yep. Oh, it, God. Uh, the two guys glanced across the room when someone had played rock and roll all night in a small dorm. You, you will be my Kiss podcast brother <laughs> in 25 years. Oh, God. Tom, 25 years ago. That's right. Some of our friends put some shit on social media. I forgot all about it. That's right. 25 years ago this month. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, fuck. Where's the time gone? Holy fuck. The time, oh, yeah, by the, way- the time has gone into 73 Kiss episodes. <laughs> <laughs> But I was gonna say, by the way, I think we're supposed to be doing a podcast about Kiss today. I know. Oh God. Oh yeah. Oh, it's right. fun. It's all fun. Let's steer the car back into the lane. Yep. Um what's up in Kiss World? Anything? Uh unfortunately nothing. You know, I mean it's it is what it is. I mean um you know, we talked about the Kiss Cruise being postponed, but uh, just today, you know, again, where it's a Wednesday, uh, May 27th, just today on uh, our buddy Chris Jericho, his social media posted some new information about the Jericho Cruise, which as of right now is on February 1st, 2020, Miami to Grand Bahama Island. He's calling it Triple Whammy. Nice. The Rock and Wrestling Rager. Yeah. So. That's something I'm that, sure that, if he, yeah, if he gets this thing off the ground, it'll be some nice relief for some people. First one on a cruise that I can think of, because I, I'm always thinking like Monsters of Rock, the Jericho Cruise, Kiss Cruise. This will be the first of those three. Let's yep. see. Hopefully it's successful and people continue to go and it works out. Absolutely. Chris always does a good show. Yep. Yep. Um, and, but, but you you had some. uh I don't know. Do you have anything else with Kiss? No, I'm just going to say him. Bruce and his wife are still doing their stuff. Yep. God bless them. Um, and the rest of the, the rest of the guys are putting up stuff. Uh, Paul was doing that Twitter thing, like name a band and switch oh, one word. God. Yeah, but and the he problem- was like doing it all on. He kept doing. He really got into it. Yeah, but the problem was everything ended up being jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I put piss. Like, like <laughs> oh. 
piss cops. <laughs> like he was like, it was like, oh, change the name, uh, change one letter of a musical and ruin it. And he was like, oh, all that jizz. I'm like, how does that come into your mind, Paul? Like, it's, instead of all that jazz. I'm like, what do you, what's the matter with you? I'm not going there. And um, regardless, I, I got a little bit of grief um posting something well i posted something in response yep. and let me tell you guys what it was kiss the actual twitter account for kiss put up something about hey may 25th closed rock honors at mandalay bay in las vegas and it also featured these people so our good friend stewart decided to jump in and write this significant also in that Ace Frehley, who was not allowed to play with Kiss, ended up playing with the tribute band that Kiss that also included, uh, you know, Scotty and Rob Z- Zombie, Gilby Clark, Slash, and Tommy Lee. And I put, <laughs> I put the picture. I don't know who sent it to us of Stuart from Beavis and Butthead with the Ace Frehley T-shirt, and I wrote, and you wonder why they don't like you. Oh boy. And then, of course, like, you know, the minions. And he's got a great bunch of followers. If you love him, great. Happy for you. But, you know, somebody, one of his minions wrote out, you guys are nuts. You won't find a bigger supporter of Kiss than Eddie Trunk. And then he retweets that. And he adds, thanks. The guy's name was Sam. It's sad. When simply posting about an evening I was directly involved in as a producer... Hey, I'd, cl- I'd fucking patch in your back, but your fucking hand is in the way. Uh, can cause somebody to react so strangely. Amazing. In this hyper PC sensitive world, even just a truthful comment is an issue to some. Never cave to that nonsense. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. My response was strange, I wrote. You went on Kiss's own tweet. Gave your opinion, I put in parentheses trolling, not facts, which once again attempts to portray Gene and Paul poorly while glorifying you be, your BF ace. Yet when called on it, you feign outrage. So it's PC to call you out, but not when you to kiss. So I have a major problem in that, as I said, he didn't just write, hey, this is what happened on his own stuff. He went on to kisses. That's You're going into their area, and you're trying to alienate fans of Kiss by spreading this stuff because you know people love Ace and be like, oh, yeah, they didn't let Ace. Why are you trying to stir up shit? It's like Democrats that go in there and try to stir up shit between Republicans, Trump and uh, Mitt Romney. Or it's like Trump going in to try to stir up Bernie shit with Hillary shit. It's like, it's, you're not in this fight. Why are you in here stirring shit up? You have no need to do that. But he does it. And then he wants to act like, oh, it's strange. Well, what's, why are people getting upset about this? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. It's not the facts that Kiss didn't let him in there. That is true. They didn't let Ace in there. Well, probably because he wasn't in the fucking band. Okay. And this wasn't the Grammys or anything big. This was a fucking VH1 event. So, first of all, how big could it be if they were letting you produce it? Let's be blunt, okay? And you want to make it an issue. 
that the conversation went from recognizing Kiss's, you know, performance in this event to recognizing there was tension between Kiss and Ace. Why? Why? And then when they called on it, you act, you uh, all are, yeah, I'm just simply bringing it up. And people are so PC. There's nothing PC. That wasn't a PC attempt. What are you talking about? It's just you're a shit stirrer. You're a troller about this stuff. And it's fucking aggravating because you have a big platform. You can be like they say about a lot of people on the Internet. You can be the bigger man. You don't like Paul and Gene. It's obvious. They certainly don't like you. So you can be the better person and just not bring it up. I know you do it because you know it gets audience to hear you shit on Kiss. Because those that don't love Kiss love that shit. And then people like us hate listen or hate follow you sometimes to get all riled up about it. You could just simply say, I'm not talking about it. Callers wants to call in about Kiss. I'm not getting into that. Because you can't give an unbiased opinion at this point. You can't. It's impossible for you. It always has to resort to Ace is correct. Peter was treated terribly. Paul is sensitive and Gene is about the money. (laughs) You know how much money they're trying to get for that? Okay. You don't joke about these other bands that you're like, oh, these people need the money for performance. Money doesn't matter. Like, it's not an issue for them trying to make as much as they can. It only applies to Kiss. Or, well, really, Gene and Paul. So, you know... It's just cut the bullshit, buddy. Cut it out. It's fucking ridiculous. It's a fucking parody account. It's like the parody account of his, the parody guy that's on there that does him. It's ridiculous. Anyways, that's my fucking rant on him. You want to add something? No, and that, <clears throat> yeah, and then I jumped in on it too, and I said, yeah, okay, you, you're speaking the truth, but the issue is not that you're speaking the truth, Eddie Stewart, whatever you want to call him. I said the issue is that you never quote unquote speak the truth about any other band. If you want to be critical, fine, but it's so glaring, it's so obvious, and so f- transparent that the only truth you ever talk about is when it's denigrating something involving kiss if it's anti-ace or Aussie and the people anti-Aussie right so if he wants to have geezer butler and all those others who go on his show to bitch about Aussie he will have that agenda spread but he ain't listening to Sharon and Aussie in any positive light but go on I'm sorry I cut you off no that's okay no it's fine it's our show it's not mine so but but it's in it it kind of uh, is is uh, interesting because our the question of the week we had last week from our buddy Steve from part of the hell was about ace and and Eddie Trunk Stewart is like a perfect example. It's like, yeah, Ace symbolizes that anti-Paul and Gene contingent of the Kiss Army, and and that's and Eddie like uses Ace to kind of it, it's his way of getting to getting out his his complaints against Paul and Gene. It's just it, we've talked about it ad nauseum with Stewart. It's just the same old shtick with him. It's garbage. And then he gets so upset because no one ever calls him out. Everyone's like, oh, Eddie waving the flag of rock and metal. Yeah, okay, that's great. But you can still criticize the guy when he says horseshit things like he does about Ace all the time. So let me put it to you better. So OJ, and I'm not comparing him the murder, okay? He's a murderer. I'm not saying that. OJ would be able to say some sort of a wife-beater murderer, abuser. Nobody loved my wife as much as I did. Yeah, but you end up fucking stabbing her, okay? Well, nobody loved Kiss as much as I did. Nobody waved the flag on Kiss, man. 
but you don't anymore. And all you do is fucking shit stop, talk about them. So you're not getting praise for that, buddy. You know, it, it's, it's beyond annoying. And you got sheep out there like, oh, yeah, of course. Ah, fucking Gene and Paul are all about the money. Ace is a rock god. Yep. Ace doesn't know where he is right now. I was a blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's true. It's true. It's just the same old shit. And then, you know, we come across as like, you know, the Eddie Trunk haters. It's just people bow down to him. And I've said it. I've said it a million times on the show. I have his books. I used to routinely listen to his show and watch that metal show when it was on VH1 Classic and all that stuff. He's it's just I can't get into him anymore because it's just it's just foot rubbing all the bands that he loves. And again, I can I can put that aspect of him in his show, in his personality side, and listen to some other stuff that he might do or talk about and find it fascinating or interesting or or want to follow. It's like that buddy that won't won't let an ex-girlfriend go. Yep. You're like, oh, here we fucking go again. You just try to like, you, you try to steer the conversation away. Just fucking, I don't want to hear about it. Or somebody that's just like, oh, you remember that fucking kid? All right, you don't like him, but I do. Just shut the fuck up yep. and move on. And it, it just won't change with him, and it's and it's the same old, same old. And uh, I don't know. You, we, you, you guys have heard us talk about it. And the worst part about it is the same brush that he wants. He fears that he gets painted with because you know I've liked Kiss. Don't tell me I'm not, okay. You try to paint us as some like Kiss can do no wrong type of fan or. Jesus Christ, pick up any one of our fucking episodes and tell me where right. we just kiss their ass. No, right. it's okay to, to fucking have things about your favorite band that you don't like. Yeah. You know, like I said, listen to any one of our episodes. You'll find stuff. So don't paint us with that, oh, we're just blind sheep with Kiss and we don't let them get any criticism. No, that's not it. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Fuck him. I got all worked up. When I get all worked up, what do I need to do? Well, when you're getting all worked up like you just were, sometimes you need to calm down and you need to visit adamandeve.com because free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter promo code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her. And don't forget that third item you'll both enjoy. But especially don't forget those six free spicy movies and free shipping. That is promo code LOUDCAST at adamandeve.com. Are those like Skinamax movies? Is this like grudge music? <laughs> no, I don't think they are. I think they might be a little bit more uh, adult than that. Put it that way. Yeah, the Skinamax movies started coming to fruition when we were freshman year, sophomore year, early 90s in college. And then by the time, like, you know, Couple years back, you're basically is porn on it. Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Full blown, fucking, you know, girl on girl, girls with toys, girls with like whatever. There we go. Yeah, girls uh, gone anyway, wild. Yeah. So now, hopefully, that gets everybody going. You know what? I need to get a toy or so. Um, 
Loudcast. <laughs> anyway, so usually what we do before we get into the episode, we talk about last week's episode. What did we do last week? This week? No, next week. Last week we did a fun uh, welcome to the summer episode to bring in Memorial Day weekend and get the summer rolling. So we did a top 10 list of Kiss songs that are kind of give us that summer feel. Like you said, you know, a drive to the beach, hanging out with friends, uh, you know, campfires, all that kind of good stuff. Summertime feeling types of tunes. Yeah, we got pretty good feedback. A lot of people liked our um, our, our list. Yeah. And uh, of, especially with Turn On The Night being our number one pick. As a matter of fact... It's becoming a habit now. Jericho sent us a list. Now, we told him our list. He's like, oh, I didn't get a chance to listen because he obviously had a pay-per-view, which was insane if anybody watched it, that stadium fight that they did. They're all dressed up in football gear and stuff. Him <laughs> yep. and the, uh, the inner circle there versus the elite. Insane shit. Anyway, he sent us his list, but he said that he gave us this list uh, based upon us uh, on s- trying to take stuff that we didn't take. Yep. So let me get to that list for him right now, too, as well. So in no particular order, room service, making love, sure knows something. Easy as it seems, rip it out, my way. Uh, all night, silver spoon, I just want to say yeah. I like say yeah. I just wanna absolutely rip it out. Sure knows something is so fucking great. But I'm not sure if I feel like the summer at that. And then you know where I stand on easy as it seems. Holy fuck. <laughs> that fucking song is terrible. But go ahead. What do you think of his list? I like it. It's a good mix of stuff. I like that he t- took the time, A, to send us a list, and B, to send us a list of songs that neither one of us picked. But, I mean, you know, I love my way, and I love easy as it seems. So. Oh, would you? Stop kissing his ass. I'm not kidding. Don't let me get the shit. Because that's what will happen. We've been around long enough that you know how I feel about those two songs. I'm a fan. Okay, so what? there's nothing on that list that sticks out as a bad choice? Maybe Making Love. I'm not a huge fan of that song in general, let alone. I know you don't like that. I understand. That song's great. Um, I'm just thinking summer-wise. Right, right. I I guess you make it a room service. I don't know. A beat, but it's an upbeat song. And a lot of this has to do with where were you when you got into the song? What yeah. memory? Like maybe you remember that when you were at the beach. You know the way you smell when you first come home from the beach or on a vacation or something. So that song makes you think of the summer. So yeah, that's you true. Know, it's really you know subjective. This whole list. Oh yeah. So what else did you have? You had any feedback that we got? Some comments from uh, on Twitter. Our buddy. Todd Herrig, he always has some nice things to say, big fan. He said, I had so much fun, so damn much fun with this week's episode. I'm sure the neighbors were wondering what the hell was wrong with me as I was alternating between laughing and belting out kiss tunes all while chasing the lawnmower around. (laughs) Thanks, T and Z. And then Murph, our buddy Murph, says, gave it a listen. uh, Great episode. Makes me want to start partying at 8.30 a.m. Is that wrong? First of all, I don't want to see Murph partying probably ever, let alone at 8.30 in the morning. Crack those wine coolers. Yeah. Yeah. Open up those. uh, Open up the purple passion two liter. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Somebody bring out an encyclopedia and let's start doing some research together. <laughs> and then uh, Jr. on Twitter says, "Turn on the turn on the night at number one, absolutely. Maybe oh, this is <laughs> he goes. Maybe next do a pool party list. Put torpedo girl on repeat <laughs> ten times. <laughs> Come on, get your feet wet." We didn't have no jacuzzi. You do fart in the tub. Bloop, bloop. If we was poor. We didn't have no Mr. Bubble. We played the fight game. <laughs> We'd be in that tub. Bloop. Bloop. You can smell it. You can smell it. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> and then we just and then we were a little late with our poll. So we did a poll. Um, we had Turn on the Night, Tomorrow and Tonight, Heaven's on Fire, and Speeding Back to My Baby with the options. Right now, it looks like Turn on the Night's kind of running away with it. Who knows where it'll end, but that's probably where it's going to go. Our buddy Dave Cranston always likes to chime in. and th- You talk about a hot take right here. <laughs> He says, while the city sleeps has a great summer noir feel to it. Mm. Oh, my God. First of all, it has a noir feeling because that's what Gene said he wrote it about. It has a real crappy song feel to it (laughs) because it is a crappy song. Be nice to Dave. The song could have called while the city sleeps in the summer, and I still wouldn't put it on my list. I actually don't mind the song. You hate oh, it. I don't mind fucking it. Fucking horrible. I don't mind it. Dude, I, I had that less than murder in high heels. Because I find that that murder part is funny. Murder. <laughs> uh, and finally, from Facebook, David Zanit. David Salazzo himself. In my dreams, this is an amazing Cadillac. He has a picture of this caddy. I go through the Sunset Boulevard where Turn On The Night at high super stereo volume. Great episode, Fratelli. You are my good fellas. Bravi ragazzi. Your list absolutely will be on my headphones and in my car this freaking summer. It is David's birthday today. Yes. So, David, if you're listening to this, we're taping it on Wednesday. Happy birthday, my friend. Uh, we love you, and I hope it's a good year going forward for you. And uh, it's full with much pasta and Italian sun as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday, my, my fellow Paisan. God bless, and uh, God bless us all, huh? God bless you, babe. Okay, thank wish you. you luck in the future. Say your prayer. Thank you. Okay, see you later, fruitcake. Okay, bye. You know, enjoy and crank up some kiss for your birthday, my friend. Yeah, all right, David. Thank you, brother. So, ready to move on, on to our uh, our top 10 picks? Let's go. What do we got? So, we are doing, the uh, obviously, the episode's called Deuce. Now, I know you guys are going to probably say, what are you going to do next? The fourth best song? The fourth out? Yes, we'll get to that part. <laughs> we are doing the best second song on a Kiss album. Studio album. We're not talking fucking double platinum we're talking studio and so killers smashes thrashes and hits alive two side four from the album uh those don't count so we're talking studio albums okay song number two 
the best of them. And we're not drafting. We're just listing our top 10. So I believe last week I went first. Tom, why don't you go first this time? What do you think is the 10th song on your rankings of the best number two? Okay. So before I get my number 10, just talking about what you said. like the, So the younger generation kind of like when we were listening to cassettes way going way back with vinyl or even even cds when you play it when you put in an album and you listened to the c the album the 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 track listing mattered you know to me it did like opening track closing track the second track on an album can really kind of lift an album up kind of keep that momentum going or it can kind of shit the bed as no spoiler alert there's Kiss really mixed it up with their number two tracks, put it that way. But for me, this is an interesting list to make because there's a lot of amazing ones and a lot of ones that are like, eh. but uh, for my number 10, whoa, whoa, before you go, oh, there, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you go yeah. there, yeah, go ahead. Just think out loud. Think of the classic best albums you've ever had. I can think of Blizzard of Oz, Crazy Train, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did one recently, Pyromania. What was number two? Photograph. Right. Yeah. Think of that. You come in. Usually you want to come in with a killer track. You're not going to come in with fucking uh, half off of Super Unknown (laughs) as leading your album. Right. You're not going to put bugs as your opening track on a Pearl Jam album. So you're coming in with your a great song, hopefully intro. Now, number two, you're right, Tom, because it can go deflate you down to make you go. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not sure about this album. But if you get that second one and it kicks ass, you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. It can really make a difference about how you perceive an album. Yeah. Because if it's a dud, you're fucked. That's true. I, I right? agree. And, and, and again, a lot of people might be listening to this and, and being like, well, you know, what's the difference? Well, now in the days of streaming and the days of on-demand music, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you make a playlist. You hear things in the order that you want. You know yep. what I'm saying, but I think, but I think for for what we're talking about, Kiss, a lot, pretty much everything on my pick on my list was made when Kiss was, you know, c- kind of caring about a track list. But, yep. but uh, so all right, so number ten for me. Here we go.
I routinely say that this album is slightly overrated, but this is one of my favorite songs off the album, and it happens to be the second song on the album, and that is Saint and Sinner off of Creatures of the Night. Uh, it's a ripper of a song. I love I love the vocals on it. Um, and I just this is one song where the drums. I know everybody talks about the drums on Creatures of the Night. We'll save that for that album review. Um, but I think Gene sounds awesome on this song. I, I like this one a lot. I was actually pleased to see that it was eligible for the uh, for the list here. So that's my number ten. So in my calculation, there are twenty albums. Uh, and we're not including the solo albums. We are for this actual uh top 10 list but as far as what how their percentage are broken up between all the members 20 albums not including the solo 11 of them are gene one is ace and eight is paul obviously we know it's like paul is sings maybe about anywhere from 60 to 65 percent i would guess of kiss songs and he has most of the lead-off tracks too, which is why, yeah. which is why eleven of them are Paul's. I mean, uh, excuse me, Gene's number two. So yeah, and then you got one Ace. So it's going to probably be a Gene-heavy uh, list. Could be, but yep. Um, I'm going to go with this. A Gene song within. I oh. fucking love this song. Oh. I love it. I love the drums. I love his voice in this. I think it's badass. It's a standout track on Cycle Circus. One of the few really good songs on that album. I'm a big fan of Within. Uh, I think Gene does a great job, and that's my number ten. Okay, we right, are tell now. Us how, 
how you feel. We are now even after last week when you d- gave me so much shit for picking I Pledge Allegiance oh. on my summer list. That so sucks. now we're even because you have this pile of bird shit as With, on your list. Are you oh. kidding me? And I love Gene. Nobody loves Gene more than me. I think this song Love with all the uh, fucking brutal. It's awesome. First of all, it's a better song. The chorus is okay. The drums and everything. When he, I wanna. Oh, I think it's badass. And on top of that, it doesn't have as ridiculously stupid song title as I pledge allegiance (laughs) to the state of rock and roll. Come on, it's almost as bad as for those about to rock. We salute you. That is that's a good point. That's a good point. But uh, but but the thing is, for those about to rock, kick so much ass. People don't care that the song title is horrible. <laughs> All right. So all right. So number nine. Number nine. Uh, this is two weeks in a row of making an appearance on uh, a top ten list. Here we go. Solo albums are eligible. Speeding back to my baby makes another appearance on my top ten list. We talked about it last week on our summer list, and uh, I've I've all as much as I love rip it out. 
Speeding Back to My Baby, great song, very nostalgic for me too, because when I first got the Ace solo album, this was my go-to song on the album, and I still I still love it. Yeah, think about when the difference is when you put on, if you're a KISS fan, how you know you put up Gene, radioactive, damn, burning up with fever. What the fuck is this? First of all, then you put on Peter and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? This is not KISS. Then you put on Paul, you're like, tonight you belong to me. That's it's a good rock song. It's not really Kiss-like. Move on. What the fuck is that? You got to move it. <laughs> you put on Rip It Out, and then the next song is Speeding Back to My Baby? Speeding Back. <laughs> you got to be saying to yourself, holy shit. God damn, that's what fucked up shit. This is why Aces gets that legendary status you put it on the beginning it fades later on but the first two and speeding back to my baby is one of the reasons why it gets so much love great um number nine for me is this Tom, I like to go cruising the high school picking up chicks. Have any of you guys got dates besides Gilbert? I do. Yeah, but that's with a guy. What about you, Booger? I've been out combing the high schools all day. And uh, when I saw this girl walking by, uh, that day I knew, I knew I was going to be restraining order and I was going <laughs> to be registered as a sex of Christine 16. I mean, I guess in the 70s and everything, people didn't mind it that much. He was probably only 30 when he was singing about a 16-year-old girl. Great song. We forget about it sometimes. It gets overlooked, the keyboards and stuff. But I I think it's a fantastic song. It's really catchy, and uh, I'm a fan of it. So Christine 16 is my number nine. Thoughts? I'm appalled that it's only number nine, but that's okay. That's because I think the other ones are better. Well, I know. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. So back to what are we? Number eight for me. Um, let's stay on the uh, on the gene train here with uh, my number eight.
one of the best non-makeup demon type of songs here off of Lick It Up, not for the innocent. Uh, one of the best Gene songs overall, one of the best songs on the album, just a killer track. And it's uh, this is when we saw the unmasked demon and we didn't really see him again until Revenge, but uh, killer song. It's going to rip the flesh off your fucking bones. Exactly. Love it. Oh, the song, the lyrics are fantastic. He goes nuts on this. I think it's a great song. One of my favorites, and it makes for Lick It Up is like, hey, shit, they are back. Yep. You open up with Exciter and they go not for the innocent. Oh, man, this is something different. This isn't fucking easy as it seems and whatever else the fuck you had in tomorrow off of Unmask. This is a Come different kiss. This is a different kiss. They're it back. certainly is. All right. Yep. Number eight for me. So funny, Tom, we're six songs in no appearance by the star child. And he still will stay off because my number eight is your number nine duplicate time speeding back to my baby. Okay. Love the song. As we talked about guitar is insane. That solo that is legendary now. Um, yeah, continuing that theme. Nope, nope. Um, no Star Child yet. Okay, well, my number seven, let's break that with uh, no, the No Star Child rule here. And as th- this song, we talk about the power of a number two song, but a lot of people talk about an opener. I understand that the opener on this particular album is killer. It is a great song, but I feel like this could have been, or maybe even should have been, the opener for this album. Here we go. Animalize. I got my. I got heavens on fire at number seven for me. Could have been higher. Who knows? A lot of these yes, fatigue. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, that might be the reason why. But what else can you say about that song? Spectacular. I will tell you this: the last week or two, while I'm driving around doing errands, this song has come up, especially since I put it on my summer playlist and I was listening to it. I found another new appreciation for it. Yeah. It is kick ass. I and the more I think about it, it is fucking shook me all night long. Oh, but, totally, totally, <laughs> but, totally. It's still fan fucking tastic. I, I I'm a fan of it. It's a great pick at number seven, and I can't see it, but I can't see it leading off. I think it's a nice number two. Maybe. I mean, into the fire. I've had enough. Um, is is? I mean, it's a killer opener. That song's an unbelievable opener. Yeah, exactly. I think it just lead it's it's more yeah. of an opener and then yeah. Heavens on Fire brings you back. Yep. Um 
I don't know, but it's still an unbelievable song. Oh, yeah. I'm going to continue with no uh, star child. Wow. Number seven for me. This. dynasty uh always have liked it i think it, it it's for some reason doesn't get as much love as it should fantastic song uh continuing ace's great uh, ability to pick up and do cover songs well yep yeah i i, I, I like 2000 man a lot and it's a great song and I'm, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad they picked it for uh unplugged kind of get it out to the masses you know because that, you're right the song's Song is so underrated and underappreciated. It's a great, and it's and it's such an unbelievably obscure Rolling Stone song that uh, there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, oh yeah, it's a cover. Who did it? Like, because it's not, it's not, it's not a hit, you know. Uh, yeah. But he took he took it and made it his own, kind of like he did with New York Groove. He takes these 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 covers and just turns them into his own. That that's that one's so awesome. You buy Dynasty 1979. You play. I was made for loving you. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yep. 2000 man is not disco at all no it's not that crazy of a rocking song but it is a good rock song and it's ace so you're like oh okay maybe that was just a one-off if you're not into i was made still one uh, part of me thinks if you don't like i was made for loving you it's because you think you're too macho still a fucking catchy good song oh yeah right but yeah it's one of those things that people feel like oh this isn't my kiss 2000 man should, you know, get you back on track and be like, all right, I'll give this album a, a shot. 
Yeah, two thousand <laughs> six. Six for me. So the top, the top six for me. Number one was easy. Then two through six were kind of tricky for me. Um, I kind of flip flopped on this list, but I settled with this. So uh, number six. Here we go. lyric alone could have made it number one because you need to put your hand in my pocket and grab onto my rocket take me from rock and roll over number six love this song uh we talk about the we talk about this song and a song like mr speed like endlessly because they just so they're such great songs that never made it anyway you know no compilations no live albums no nothing what about taping nothing yeah huh Sorry, you know. Yeah, I hear you, fruitcake. You got to help me out, though, if you could. I would. Um, it, it's a, it, it's awesome. Although, correct me if I'm wrong, th- this live version made it onto You Wanted the Best when they did that live compilation album. Yeah. Um, and you got to wonder why it was never on a live, too, but I love this song. Uh, great pick. Great pick. Here we go. <laughs> Continuing my non-star child. What the hell? Parasite. That riff. Gotta, uh, you gotta have that riff. Tell me if you're not listening to that opening up and you're not going, holy fuck. Well, maybe if you can hear it because the production sucks. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to that, holy shit, you must be like, this is badass. Wow, that's your number six? Parasite? Wow. Yes. Oof. My God! Yes. So half, so half of your list, no Paul. Exactly. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. Right. 
Right. Right, Mike? What do you say, Bill? Well, number five, you, you, I, I can tell right now, I know you're going to yell at me for having it this low because this could potentially be your number one. And I'm, if I'm a betting man, which I am, it probably is. But this is my number five. <laughs> Of the nighttime world, uh, it's it's another unbelievable song. I put it up there with a song like "Take Me," a song that should have been massively huge song. Zeus, you brought up a great point about how it's buried between two classics on Destroyer, um, but "King of the Nighttime World" so fucking awesome. Yeah, I I can I've talked about this song and how great it is. I know they didn't write the song technically; it's a cover. But I, nobody else, I don't think, performed it, so it's not really covered. Just somebody wrote it, right? Oh, it's such quintessential kiss, and it just. Yep. Uh, and I love to say, and this is what made me think of that episode we did: top three kiss songs in a row. How can you beat Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, and God of Thunder? Holy shit! Yeah, agreed. Amazing. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. an amazing. And when you're talking about. Like you said, the best three in a row. That might like that. That's probably the because I think that was the best three in a row on our on our the episode. That was for me. I don't know what you had, but but that the, but that, that that might be the best three in a row to ever start. Like in to start an album. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's unbelievable. But yeah, King yeah. of the Nighttime World, number five for me. Still, no Star Child. It is your number eight. Another duplicate. Love not for the innocent. Love it. Okay. I, I'm starting. To, my predictions are starting to come true because I know that was your number five. That's my number five. I, all right. I, so I know you. I know your top four, but that this is interesting because I didn't see this coming here. So um, my number four. Yes. Yes. My number four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's time for my number four, because my mind's getting dirty.
been number one, but I just I couldn't do it. And it could have been higher, but take it off. Revenge. One of the greatest Paul songs in the history of Paul songs. What can you say? All right. So you open up with Unholy. This is us. Yep. You see the video. You're like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Dean's back. And then you go to take it off. You're like, holy shit. Yep. We're, we're, we're getting into destroy like, you know, uh, destroy like opening unholy take it off and then they have a then then, then they, then they kind of drop off at number three but yeah i mean i, yeah, I, 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 I like it but they kind of yeah they lose they lose, they lose they lose steam a little bit with tough love there tough love is tough shit <laughs> stop at fucking kills it anyway number four for me tom we have a star child appearance. Oh, boy. First. Now, so I look at it this way. We'll see where it goes, but it, it's not so much quantity. It's quality. Number four for me. How the fuck can I not have it in the top five? Heaven's on fire. Definitely in there. Yep. Gotta have it in there. I thought that'd be higher for you. But so your first star child appearance is number four. Wow. Okay. Correct. All right. So we're at number three for me. Uh, this one could have been a little bit higher, but I, I, it couldn't bump bump out my one and two. So I am going with this one. Off the debut album, Nothing to Lose. Such a great song. And as much as I love this song, I have to say that I think the studio version, which we're picking off of studio, I think I rank the studio version probably last behind unplugged in alive versions, but still an awesome, awesome song. It's my number three. It is unbelievable. I love Nothing to Lose. Remember when I got back into Kiss again, and then they did it on Unplugged, and I'm sitting in myself, like, oh, I always kind of like that song. 
I don't, I can't believe they did a cover. Like I always felt that was like an old time rock and roll song. They did a cover of. Didn't realize that was them. That is so fucking catchy. Yep. And the Catman just just tears it up. And it's just you know probably uh, you know a top three reason why I love Peter Chris. Nothing to lose. Oh yeah, he absolutely so, he kills it on that song. It's great. That's my uh, number three as well. Number two to you. Number two for me is a duplicate of yours. I'm surprised you had it this low, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the production value of it. But my number two was Parasite, and just because of that riff and. You know, I know we're picking it based on the album, but every time I hear this song, I always think of that Winterland, that black and white concert with Gene. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking so great. Just great oh. song. Absolutely. It's a kick-ass song. I think it's fantastic. Fantastic. A towel. I'm in agreement with you, but it's not my number two. My number two is something that you've already stated, and that is take it off. Wow. Can't go wrong. You know, like I said earlier, you go from unholy to take it off. Fucking incredible. It is the quintessential, you know, fuck me, suck me, Paul Stanley. Nothing. I think I can't think of anything that comes off better than this song of all those cheesy read my bodies. Let's put the X in sacks. You make me rock hard. Bang, bang you. This is the top of that heap. No doubt. No doubt. So I, I see I see your list. It was uh, the bottom of the list was all Gene. The top of your list is all Paul. No surprise. I get it. Um, so my number one, my number one, when we came up with this topic idea, this was easy because when you talk about Gene, you talk about my favorite album, Love Gun. It's obviously the a pick you already had. But it's Christine 16, and it's because really, I, yep, absolutely. This is it's one of my favorite songs in general. Uh, I the studio version I love. I love the Alive Two version, and and I like it too because it's one of those songs by Kiss that's kind of in the middle of the road between being like a a, a super hit and like a deep cut because it's not really a deep cut, but it's not like a super hit. It has a couple of appearances on some compilations, but. It's still kind of regarded. I mean, nowadays, you know, it, it, it's probably more on the hit, you know, column than anything else. But um, I love it. I've always loved it. I told you I got back into Kiss afterwards when I started getting into Asylum and Animalize going to Detroit. And then I was fucking around. I mentioned this in the Wouldn't You Like to Know Me intro episode we talked about. I was at Big Fish, Little Fish in Davis Square, Cambridge. And Christine 16 came on. I think it was on BCN or AAF. I'm like, they're playing the song. I remember the song. Christine. I'm like, so that did still get played. You're talking about mid 80s. This was playing. Yep. um, On our on a rock station. That's crazy. And so it's although it's not on a lot of compilations, it was still part of their repertoire. And I think it just got a bad kind of rap because of the lyrics and stuff in the title yeah that they don't play it or promote it as much we but did for a while there it was a, co- a classic yeah we did see them they did play it on the uh rock the nation tour i believe it's on that that cd that we got that live cd that we got i believe it was on that set list in addition to that it was also in exposed yep he walked by and goes this is the piano we did christine 16 christine 16 by the way that was me gene simmons <laughs> <laughs> from, from kiss, kiss. 
Yeah, you, I, the fans. The, fan. <laughs> the record industry is dead because of the fans. They killed it. Yeah, there's a reason he's not playing that song anymore. Um, but yeah, that's my number one. So go ahead. Uh, you knew I was going to take King of the Nighttime World as number one. Yes. It, there's not even a question. I fucking love this song. Yep. I. It just, it's one of those things. How great I still, I think I put Detroit Rock City as my number one opening song. Yep. Uh, I can't see how this, if this is my number two, how can I not have like, these are the two best back to back. How can I not have that? These are going to be the best three when the next one comes up. And yes, God of Thunder will probably be, I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. Best number three. Yep. Uh, but King of the Nighttime World. So good. It just, and the way I know people don't like how Detroit Rock City bleeds into it, I think it helps. I love it. Prove my point that it's the best follow up. Imagine if fucking, I don't know, if if Detroit Rock City bled into Betrayed. No. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, what the fuck? No, 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 no. So I'm adding up this total. Tom, you took five Gene songs. Four Paul Stanley, one Ace. I took five Gene songs, three Paul Stanley, two Ace. Poor Peter. Yeah, well, Peter is nothing to lose. He's got, yeah, he didn't have, I don't think he had any option. The only thing we could have taken was You Matter to Me. Great song. Okay, so what, what are the number two songs? So here they are. Let me just read you the list. Nothing to lose. Parasite. Two-timer. King of the Nighttime World, Take Me, Christine 16, Speeding Back to My Baby, Burning Up with Fever, Move On, You Matter to Me, 2000 Man, Shandy, Fuck No, Just a Boy, Saint and Sinner, Not for the Innocent, Heaven's on Fire, Any Way You Slice It, I'll Fight Hell to Hold You, Betrayed, Take It Off, Rain, Within, Russian Roulette, Wall of Sound. I had a couple of honorary mentions, honorable mentions. Yep. I had any way you slice it and two timer as my two. Those were my two as well. Uh, really? Def- yep. Definitely two timer. Definitely any way you slice it. Gene, couple Gene songs. Uh, I had two thousand man was kind of floating around, and I'm not gonna lie. I Shandy almost made my list. It, oh. Like like legitimately. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say that I like that song. That being said, the last few number twos are just brutal. I mean, Wall of Sound, Russian Roulette. I mean, I know you like. I don't mind Russian Roulette. Wall of Sound, I don't like. I don't know how. I don't get it. There are people that really like that song. I think it's terrible. Uh, Rain? No. Horrible. Betrayed is okay. It's not. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's I'll, I'll fight hell to hold you. The chorus is unlistenable. It, that that song's not oh, very good. The rest of the song. Yeah, that's true. And I was trying to be kind. Then you, you go keep moving backwards. Just a boy. My God, what can you say about that? Yeah, you well, already mentioned Shandy. I would fucking put a bullet in my head before I play that again. You matter to me. I, I like it. it, but I'm not putting it in the above any of these songs. No, uh, burning up with fever. I don't mind it either, but I'm not putting it ahead of these. I don't what know about, about those two. What about songs. what about move on? I like it as I put in the last time we discussed it, but I'm not, it's nowhere near these. No, no. And you could see, you could see that era, you know, obviously the, the makeup, the original, I think we, well, no, we didn't take two timer. No, you're right. But 
a lot of this is like makeup I didn't era. Take, take me. Yeah, that's surprising. I, that is surprising. A Star Child classic. I'm very surprised uh, by that. But I would rather hear Within than that, Take Me. That is, you're fired. <laughs> Auditions are now starting for a new partner on Shout Out Loudcast <laughs> because Zeus is taking Within and Take Me is not on his list. Fired. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. So, so, the, so sir, another top, are... another another top ten list. We love doing them, but we love hearing from uh, listeners what their top ten is, and then we love we love when they when they just shit all over our picks. That's also one of my favorite parts. Yeah, and someone's gonna come back. Oh, you fucking crazy! Uh, Rain is the greatest song of all time. Oh, I love Paul's vocals. Oh, come on, that's not good. This is subjective. This is what we feel. This is what we like. And look. Tomorrow, I might say, oh, I'm so sick of Heavens on Fire. What was I doing putting that on there? You, know, something You'll never, you won't say that about this song. I don't care how much sick you, I you, am. You will never, I'm keeping it there. Yeah, you will never say that about this about that song. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. So usually we get into some questions at this time. You got something for us? Yes. This is, from, this is an email question. You can reach us at Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We got this through email. This is from Y2Daddy. Okay. Okay. Would you go? Actually, I'm sorry. That's his that's his email address. His name is Sean McNair. I saw that at the bottom of the email. Sean comments a few times. Yep, I know. Yep. Would you go see a KISS hologram tour? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. You would. I'm not even letting you finish the question. Yes. Because you know it wouldn't be just that. It'd be something crazy, funky, man. They'd make it some sort of like, you know, fireworks shoot out of fucking hologram Gene's ass, you know. <laughs> I would do, honestly, if it was any other bit, like I've seen clips of like the Dio hologram tour. I'm like, yeah, it's the fucking, no, 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 no. But you're right. I think if Kiss did it, it would, they would make it so interesting and so unique and so fun that you would have to, you would have to go see it. You're in the Kiss business, baby. But so this is a two-part question. So that's part. That's the serious part of the question. The other part, I don't know if he's serious, but I'm going to read it anyways. Do you think they avoid playing she in concert anymore, so they don't have to give Steve Coronel royalties from it? <laughs> Who's Steve Petty, the pedophile? <laughs> Steve Petty. <laughs> I don't know. We have heard them. We have heard them play no. she in concert before. We've heard. We've we've gone to see them in concert where they've played she no. before. They're not not playing it to give him things because they would have not played it before if it's a monetary thing. Do you think Gene is not doing it because of ethics? Paul, we can't play a song written by a pedophile. Um, but happening. Gene, you wrote a song about a 16-year-old girl coming out of school. Nevertheless, this is Gene Simmons <laughs> from KISS. Gene, you wrote about a 93-year-old. Well... But that was his, trying, you know, going blind and trying to bang a little chick. Come on. And then he so, went the other way around and went 16. All right. So to me, no, it has nothing to do with it. Probably not. That's why I think maybe the question was tongue in cheek. But I do like the hologram part of the question. Why aren't That's they playing? Okay. Why aren't they playing? Come on and love me. Why aren't they playing? I stole your love. Why aren't they playing a million other songs? Because they're stupid. Maybe they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Okay. 
Sean McNair, thank you for the question, buddy. Much appreciated. And uh, anybody else who wants to send us questions, uh, you can do so on our social medias at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, and of course our email, which I just read. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And they can also find us wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And again, the email is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love the interaction, as you know. We love to read some of your your emails and correspondence and please give us one of those five star child reviews and uh we we will read them on the air i believe we have a couple uh one more that we're going to read but first before we get to that uh i wanted to read a couple correspondence that we did get on the previous episode so this one first is from YouTube uh, on our Turn on the Night episode. Mark Stewart. I have King of the Nighttime World as my ringtone because I work third shift. Mark, I hope that that actually works for you and keeps you awake working third shift. God bless you, babe. Uh, thanks for writing in. And we hope that you uh, are staying safe out there. Next. We have an email from our friend Graham Richley on the Turn on the Night episode. Tom, this reads, Turn on the Night, best episode so far. Wow. Guys, been with you from day one, and this well may be my favorite episode so far. Wow. The banter and laughter is just so infectious, and you are at risk of putting your catchphrases into every listener's vocab. <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about when I say stuff like silly, silly. <laughs> and now, is that a positive thing <laughs> has come on the scene? <laughs> but today's episode music was simply outstanding. Song after awesome, fun song. I loved your choices. Possibly the greatest. Kiss compilation never released. Maybe to be called Kiss Pedal to the Metal. Oh. Or Kiss Rock Out with Your Tongue Out. Oh. Any chance of putting a playlist of these songs Spotify? Of course, personal opinion, but I would substitute Turn on the Night, Can't Warm to Anything on Guitar Like Crazy Nights, with Baby Driver or Nothing to Lose. Let Peter make an appearance. Thanks again for the laughter, great music, and for being so silly, silly, <laughs> Graham. Uh, that's awesome. That's all, thank Graham. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate that very, very much. That's awesome. Good call with the Peter selections too, especially Baby Driver. That's a good one. That's a good one. Didn't even think of that. Poor, poor Peter. Man, he gets stiffed on these lists. <laughs> so I, I exactly. So when I'm annoyed, we finished taping this episode, and I'm fucking editing this and i'm thinking of a stupid clip to put in here and i'm aggravated i will look at this email and i'll be inspired to <laughs> fight on to yes. make you laugh you you graham the fan <laughs> and make him laugh so thank you for that it's awesome we appreciate it and please 
give us you know more of these email uh, feedback we'd love hearing from you guys as we said so tom i think we have one more uh review we got this on itunes what do you got buddy that's correct. We got a, another five star child review from uh, iTunes, and we appreciate the, those. This is from our buddy Angelo Capasso. Oh, Angelo loves to send us emails, but he did gave us a nice review, and we're going to read this one. This is great. Uh, Angelo says, "You want the best, then you got the best." Tom and Zeus. These two characters are the best Kiss podcasters out there today. From their deep knowledge and views of the band to their outrageous, jerky quips sprinkled in the background. If you want a fresh, knowledgeable, all-around good time, follow these two longtime buddies. Trust me, you will laugh, scream, and most of all, have a rock and roll pneumonia awesome time. Peace out, Girl Scout Angelo. Awesome. Angelo, thank you so much, buddy. We love the emails, and thank you for taking the time to always... Write to us, and especially that review. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Angelo, awesome. Thank you. You're the best, buddy. Tom, famous last words. The radio was playing. Her fingertips were straying. Her mama didn't know she was there. (laughs) All right. You got dirt. Under your fingernails. What I'm thinking can land me in jail. Well, you're caught in this trap. And you can never go back. Well, oh, no, no, no. God, gotta love the gotta love the demon. Wonderful. Wonderful. Guys, thank you so much. We love it. We love we love that you guys are interacting and participating in these lists and just uh, keep staying in touch with us. And thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kiss Army. Peace out, Girl Scout. Woo! We love you!